Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Sometimes it seems like we're all existing in our own little bubbles, our own complex and layered little stories that feel so consuming. And simultaneously, I think we're also feeling some of the same things collectively. Recently, I've noticed that many people have been talking to me about the same thing. And of course, that thing is masquerading as really different things because the individual stories make it sound different for each person. But almost every conversation I've had lately has had the idea inside of it that there's not enough trust in what's coming for us. And it's present for me, and it seems like it's present for just about everybody I've been in contact with. Not enough trust in what is coming, and maybe an overemphasis on controlling the outcome, which is just really, it's really big. And it's definitely too big to tackle in this one episode, but I'm going to touch down on some things. Um, and we may keep talking about this as we go into other episodes. So we've, we've heard so many of us, especially in kind of new agey spiritual circles, we've heard along the way things like define what you want, name it, say it, clarify it, and then it will come true. Then you will manifest it. And then we do that and we lock it in and then we stare at the door waiting for that exact thing or that person or job or opportunity or whatever to walk through that particular door because we have written it down and we've clarified it. But when we do that incredibly specific kind of visioning, we take our eyes off all the other signs and all the other doors. And inevitably, I think we can miss something that's absolutely meant for us but just wasn't in our, our description or in our timeline. And yet, on the other hand, if we don't have any kind of container, then we're just kind of slipping and sliding all over the place, and it, it's too limitless. So as always, I believe in balance and finding a, a middle, finding a midline, so that what we're creating in our lives has some structure and direction, but is also fluid and has movable properties. I've been having some very vivid dreams lately, and I dreamt last week of of visiting an enormous library, and it had the tallest shelves imaginable and endless hallways of, of books and papers and information, and it went on forever. <clears throat> but the floor... The floor of the library was the ocean. 
and it was movable and flowing and changing and not solid at all. And both the books and the ocean had seemed to have a middle point. And it was clear to me in the dream that the middle point was balance. And that if we can swing somewhere between the liquid and solid, that that's the optimal and actionable place of creativity. And I'm not suggesting that it's a place to arrive at, but an actionable swing and a suggested rhythm that's a very awake state. So let me see if I can talk about this in a really practical way. Um, This week I was feeling overextended socially. I had three nights in a row when I had events and they were things I really wanted to do, but it felt like too much to have them all in a row, but I didn't cancel them because I really wanted to go and I didn't change, change them in any way. I just decided to lean in to that And while I was leaning into this packed schedule, this very social schedule, I was aware and and kind of anxious that I hadn't landed yet on a podcast topic and the deadline uh, to record was closing in on me. And I was was feeling concerned because I haven't really missed a, a deadline yet, but I just couldn't think of something. But these events I felt called to do um, we're not going to change on the, on the calendar. And when I accepted the structure of the week and decided to say yes to it and let the ocean floor kind of flow me to the next thing, I discovered my topic for this podcast while talking to different people at these events. And it was there all along. It was sort of brewing underneath. And instead of just being at home and hammering my own head against the wall, going out and interacting with people was actually what brought it to the surface. I was with some of my favorite women on Monday night, and one of them pulled a gorgeous card from the deck we were playing with, and the card said, listen to that which whispers yes. Listen to that which whispers yes. Because that is what is going to light the path in front of you. And the next step after that may be completely dark. But here's the trust piece. Look for the yes, the light. Look for what's being, what's calling you. Even if you have to pause and be still for a while in the dark. You don't have to keep walking. Sometimes the ask is to stand still until more information can be provided. And I, I think that that culturally, we're so often pushed to produce, to keep pressing forward, to keep writing things down, to keep visioning, to keep making marks. But sometimes I think you have to close your tablet And you have to get your purse and go out with your friends. And that may be where the next illuminated step reveals itself. Or maybe it's just a breath away from hammering out the solution and letting it rise more naturally and in its own time. Because I think the space between liquid and solid is not a space we live in enough. 
we tend to like and feel more comfortable in our society in the solid state because certainty feels better. We feel more in control. Does she love me? Does he love me? I need to know where we stand because that is secure. That in that place, I'm more in control. But when we become solid in something, possibilities around us tend to close down. Now, I think we can go backwards and then melt something back into liquid if we've gone too far. And I don't think solid is always a bad thing. I know it's not because it can be fitting and good. But I think if we rush it, if we rush the process of solidifying our understanding of it just so we can know what's next, then we can miss what's actually meant for us. We miss the qualities of just being really present and pleasurable with certain things. I was at a um, I was at a red light yesterday near my house at a very busy intersection on on kind of a main street, and there was a blind man waiting with a cane for um, to be able to walk across. And I felt nervous because the cars were coming from all directions, and I was feeling protective and a little worried about how and when he was going to cross. But I looked at his face. And he was so peaceful, and his face looked so clear and open. And he had obviously done it so many times before. And when he crossed, he was, I watched him, he was following, you could tell he was following an internal knowing that was mixed with the external signals that he was getting. And I could tell he was so wide awake. So if anything needed to change, his body was nimble and ready to pivot. And he was the embodiment of balance with this ocean underneath him, willing to flow to something different, but with structure and shelving suggested kind of on all sides of him. And he was, he was listening and he was safe ultimately. Another way of talking about this is falling in love with process versus insisting on product. So a liminal space, a transitional space. And you know, young children live here in this liminal land. Coretta Bear, my three-year-old, lives more in the ocean than she does on land. She lives more in liquid than on library shelving. (laughs) And sometimes I love that and can go into that world with her. And sometimes I just need her to get in the freaking car so we can be on time for school. (laughs) And as a parent, it's hard always to be talking someone out of their liminal instincts. And I really try to allow her plenty of that wandering liquid state. But I also know that part of my job is to add some structure and add some some time, some timing, and some walls eventually. So it's interesting to think about that balance for myself creatively as a writer and a teacher and a maker in the world and as a woman, and then also as a parent. And I feel like in my creative life, I'm always looking for the ocean 
I'm always looking for more flow and space. And in my parenting realm, (laughs) I'm always kind of lobbying for the walls and the rituals so that my little dream makers that I'm raising can have something solid to guide them while not squashing their imagination. And it's this really delicate dance. Can we learn trust as individuals when we need to sit alone in the dark and wait for directions and be sparked by the next thing and then the next thing and take our cues from that? Another something I was talking about this group of women with is what if the work we are meant to create in this lifetime? What if it never really gets acknowledged or seen or awarded? What if we do it anyway because of the conversation it allows in our day-to-day? What if it never actually becomes solid and seen in the way that we hope, but it's so alive in the process that it doesn't matter because what if that was never the point? The trust it takes for that is is so big and brave and it fluctuates. So be patient because we all want validation. But keep steering back to what you know to be true without anyone affirming that for you or without needing anyone to affirm that for you. Yet even another way to think about this is masculine and feminine energies. We need both. And so to be clear, I'm not talking about gender here. All of us, despite our assigned or aligned genders, contain masculine and feminine energies. Masculine is usually associated with the sun, with linear and clear thinking, Um, black and white thinking with a ladder, with climbing upwards in one direction to an attainable task. Masculine energy is certain or tends to be, think it's more certain and tends to have walls and shelves and makes good sense in the material world. And we need this kind of energy to bring things to final fruition, to seal the deal and to bring things from liquid to solid, from dream state to material world. And feminine energies are usually associated with the moon, with a reverence for the dark and dreamlike states and for the in-between states, circles and cycles, liquid states, and more, um, more comfortability with the unknown, with intuition, with breath and stillness and waiting for signs, magic and deep trust, all of that. And we all need both, all of us. Every creative endeavor needs both masculine and feminine energy. Every being needs both. But as a collective, I am sensing we need more feminine energy right now, more trust, more intuition, less driving ourselves to the top and less titles and awards and validation and labels And I really think that we all need to flow towards what is whispering yes right now. 
and not only be okay in the process, but to celebrate the uncertainty. Okay, I'm going to offer you some suggestions here to invoke more of this flow state. Meditate, meditate, meditate. I can't say this enough. Just do it, y'all. Just trust me. Um, It is going to heighten your intuition and sharpen your sense of trust in the world. Just trust me. If you haven't established a regular meditation practice, just do it. Hot water, sitting in hot water with your eyes closed and your heart open. Play, unplanned play, spending time with children. I have some that you can borrow (laughs) if you need to. Saying yes to that which is whispering yes. Stepping in to that which is calling you, what is showing up over and over. And notice, what are you railing against? What are you not leaning into and not listening to? Certainly less technology, a break in structure, doing something unique and different, getting into nature, going into the woods and into the wild, and getting quiet there, getting brain space there. Let go of closed doors that you may be watching and overwatching and overemphasizing. Water, more water, less caffeine, less alcohol. Walk without a plan. Watch animals in the wild. Watch them. Watch what they do. Listen more. Talk less. Tend to plants. Garden. Free write. Float on your back heart open, practice trust falls, like actually practice them with people you love, change plans, be honest, eat more intuitively, Reiki. I have somebody for you to see for Reiki if you don't in the Colorado area. Um, She's amazing. Self-care practices, pray, paint, do collage, window shop, wander, breath work, sit without anything else, just sit, dance, bounce, shake, pat down your body, read poetry, write poetry, get rid of old things, open the windows, and walk near the ocean. I'm going to close with this beautiful poem, Joy Harjo. Remember the sky that you were born under. Know each of the stars' stories. Remember the moon. Know who she is. Remember the sun's birth at dawn. That is the strongest point of time. Remember sundown and the giving away tonight. Remember your birth how your mother struggled to give you form and breath. You are the evidence of her life and her mother's and hers. Remember your father. He is also, he is your life also. Remember the earth whose skin you are. Red earth, black earth, yellow earth, white earth, brown earth. We are earth. Remember the plants, trees, animal life, 
who all have their tribes, their families, their histories too. Talk to them. Listen to them. They are alive poems. Remember the wind. Remember her voice. She knows the origin of this universe. Remember you are all people, and all people are you. Remember you are this universe, and this universe is you. Remember all is in motion, is growing, is you. Remember language comes from this. Remember the dance language is, that life is. Remember. So it is really big, this uncertainty. It is vast, and it is ready to hold us. And so allow yourself to lean back. And as Joy Harjo so beautifully reminds us, remember. If this podcast and these stories and this work speaks to you, please become a patron. You can find out more information about that in the show notes. And I hope that you have a beautiful week. Thank you so much. Thank you.